And welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. RFK Refugees Podcast. Ted here. John here. No Brian today, so I am the one who is running the graphics right now. And I did that on purpose because then I will look great. And uh, yeah, I look <laughs> I look like Max Headroom. I look like I am I am broadcasting inside of a VHS recorder. Yeah, and you might be uh, jumping around a little bit, but we'll get through it. We'll get through it because we are professionals, and this is what professionals do. We figure things out. John, how you doing, my friend? How was your weekend? It was pretty good, I think. I don't recall what happened. I don't know. I think so. What day is it? Today's Monday? Today's Monday. Yeah, it was fine. <laughs> I didn't do much. How about you? Oh, yeah. I went to... Nope. I went to the zoo last week. That's the only thing that's been notable. Did you do anything fun this weekend? I, I Well, I went to Richmond, um, so that's fun. I, I spent some time in Richmond. Um, so I got the, the use the long weekend, had to use PTO because my, my company are, are jerks. Just kidding. I love them. Um, they're great. That's right. In case they're listening. <laughs> in case they're listening. Uh, but did not get Friday off, had to use PTO. They gave me some generous PTO. So it's all, it's all, it all works out in the end, right? That's what, that's what they tell us. It all works that out. That is what the they end. tell you. <laughs> they, they, you get the pizza, you get the pizza, uh, dinner with the, like they bring in the pizza sometimes. That's probably what, well, well, I work remote. Virtually. So while well, I work remote, so I don't know how that, how that exactly. Do they send you a virtual pizza? I've done, I've done, I've done like a uh, weekend. I've done weekend go lives where they feed you. So they like, they like force you to work like obscene hours while we bring systems online, but then they kind of, kind of figure it out or they kind of give you food. They like, hear some food. So you don't have to worry. You don't have to leave your desk. You can just go That's eat right. here. Um, just keep working. Anyway, uh, we can tell we are really trying to avoid talking about DC United because there's been very little news uh, to talk about. And this is mostly going to be a NWSL MLS league type show, I think, is going to be the main main points of conversation. I think that's right. And before we get started, uh, for those of you who are uh, listening to this podcast, this is my everlasting reminder to tell you. Uh, that you should follow us on threads. You should follow us on blue sky. You should follow mm-hmm. us on Twitter still. Cause that's where most of you still are. Uh, and if you like, so right now we're on an every two week episode. So this will come out. Uh, if you're on Patreon, it'll come out November, the night of the 13th. Everyone else will get it on the 14th. Uh, next week, there will be no regularly recorded show on Monday, but there'll be a Patreon show for the people who are $5 and up. So if you want to have us every week, that's the only way to do it right now in the off season. And that continues throughout the regular uh, season. So when that happens, we have a show every week on Monday, and we also have a Patreon show on Fridays. And that does not ever get released uh, to anyone else. So just keeping that in mind. Uh, and if you want to support us in another way, you could also subscribe to us on Twitch. Or you can follow us on Goals.tv. Right now, there will be people watching us on Goals TV, and they'll say, wow, somebody has a really good camera, and someone is using a flip phone <laughs> from the year 2003. But that is that is actually what I look like. I'm actually very pixelated. If you see me in real life, this is what I look like. Yes, the uh, I, I think there in there like a whole there's a whole thing with um, Black Mirror. There's like a Black Mirror episode where like everybody is like pixelated and everything. I forget the, I forget the episodes. Like if you're like really bad or awful, or you can literally block block somebody from seeing like the actual face. It's very. Uh, very, very funny. Very, very weird show. Um, Kids like. are into like using original iPhone cameras right now. Like that's like the cool thing is to like use a lo-fi eight oh megapixel. So we're, we're, we're doing, we're just uh, talking to the kids. We're doing, we're rizzing up the kids. Yeah. I don't, I don't see this uh, on the rundown, but I think I'm going to go ahead and, and get us right back on track and open up the show because we merged the podcast. We can talk about whatever we want. And I think the most prudent thing to talk about is the NWSL final. John, did you get an opportunity uh, to partake in, in watching the NWSL final? On the- I did. And so much so that I enjoyed it. I decided as I was watching that I will now go to every NWSL final, wherever it is located every year, because it's like the Super Bowl, but a lot more affordable. So I'm going to do that. I think that's that. my plan. Either as a, either as a media member, or if credentials are harder to come by, which I assume they would be for the final. Uh, so if I can't get credential, then I'll just go. I'll just be a guy there. Yeah, there was a uh, lot, lots of lots of spirit alum alumni in the in 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 the uh, in the group. Terry McKeown posting Instagram from the from the stadium, so she the was stadium. there. That's her near her hometown, I believe. There was also congratulations to the East also on winning the skills competition in Aubrey Kingsbury for the signature uh, goalpost hitting of i guess was the crossbar challenge that they did so congratulations congratulations out to her on winning that next time stream that on twitch next time guys do uh do something with that put it somewhere or on this uh fantastic new media deal which we'll we'll get into we'll get into in a minute first let's talk the game uh obviously gotham uh 
New York, New Jersey, Gotham FC. Are they Gotham FC or are they just Gotham? I think they're Gotham FC. Uh, I just know, I just know now that they are called the Bats, which is something <laughs> I didn't know before, and now I know. <laughs> uh, defeated Ol Ol Rain two to one. Soon Ol Rain will no longer be Ol Rain. They will probably be Seattle Rain or Seattle something, uh, as they are rumored to be being purchased by Seattle Sounders. Uh, we may might get into that discussion a little bit. I think that has some adjacent uh, spirit news, but. Uh, obviously, the I think the biggest and, and most crushing story of the game. This was, you know, the the advertisement was very much leaning heavily on the uh, alley, both Ali Krieger um, and, uh, and Megan uh, Rapino uh, are retiring after the season. So this was the big sort of final, like who's going to get the the great send off. Neither neither player, uh, funny enough, had ever won a uh, NWSL championship. Ali Krieger got the closest, uh, you could say, when she was a member of the Washington Spirit in 2015. I want to say when she made that run and losing to the uh, to the Western New York Flash. Uh, Meg Rapido's made a few appearances, but never won the NWSL championship. So this was an opportunity for one of them to go out on a a swan song and get the you know the recognition the sunset with the trophy in hand uh, out into the distance. Um, <laughs> I'm sure all due respect to Alec Krieger, but Megan Rapino certainly has the grand marketer. I'm sure a marketer was also not happy uh, when, <laughs> when uh, Megan Rapino tweaked her ACL uh, very badly. No, no, no she did <laughs> and, not tweak her ACL. She as, as the, I, I was as trying the to post be nice. Okay. Yes. Oh, she no. wrecked it. She wrecked it. No, 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 no. She okay. yeeted her Achilles. It was <laughs> oh, not so her ACL. Achilles. Right. She, as post-game, she said she effing yeeted her Achilles, which will go down uh, in a stone tablet somewhere as the most, uh, as the best, uh, the best line at a soccer press conference. So there's that. But yeah, like so people were saying it was the turf, but I, I think it was when it's, when it's your time, it's your time. Yeah. And it was her Achilles gave out. They said, <laughs> we're done soccering now. It's over. Yeah. So she fortunately had to exit in the third minute. Uh, not great. That sort of left Rose Lavelle being one of the sort of main creators out there. Uh, maybe didn't do so well defensively on a couple opportunities, but did very well offensively. Uh, this game really could have, I think this game probably deserved to go to extra time. Uh, both teams were, were generating, uh, generating chances. Uh, the Gotham get the benefit of a, uh, a very wonderful midge purse goal. I mean, she just cuts through, the entirety of the Olerine defense finds uh, Lynn Williams sitting there uh, and scoring the goal. Lynn Williams, by the way, picked up her fourth NWSL championship, I believe. Uh, so she is she is like racking them up. Um, she just needs a ring for the thumb now. I think at this point, I so, think is the move. Uh, not not with the same teams, mind you, but she is she has uh, bounced around a little bit uh, between teams. But she is apparently she follows success. I don't know if she's in free agency. Maybe the spirit should go and pick her up because uh, maybe she the, wins uh, championships. <laughs> so the other the 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 midge purse note that everyone should realize is there's a picture of her right now on social media smoking a cigar with with her trophy. And she, it's the Mike. It's like the Michael Jordan uh, trophy picture, and it's the coolest thing I've ever seen. It's the coolest NWSL picture to have ever been captured ever. So uh, check that out if you haven't. And just to like a last one on the game, I think that there was uh, some really confusion in the second half where uh, Quinn gets brought in uh, as a, as a, as a defensive, like as a holding midfielder, and they take off their best attacker uh, up to that point. So just Laura Harvey making sort of a weird choice. I, I think her game plan got thrown up in the air and, and turned inside out with Rapino getting injured at the beginning. But, uh, you know, Gotham should have scored another goal. I think they hit the crossbar and they hit the post in, a, in like a two second series. Uh, so they were they were certainly the, the their pressing was just overwhelming. The, the OL rain had a stifling defense all year long, but it looked like Gotham had sort of figured out how to generate chances with that press. Uh, so congrats to them. They're the first team uh, to do the, I think they're the first team to do the, the last to first uh, in a year. So, you know, I was talking to my friend during it and I was just saying like, you know, uh, I, I'm cheering for Gotham right now and then never again. Like this, <laughs> as, a, as, a, as a spirit follower, like this is uh this is, we're just taking the best of a bad bunch here. And uh, the off season began immediately after. And a lot of things are going to actually have to happen. Uh, in short order. So there's that. If you're a spirit fan, uh, lots of stuff going to happen here in the next, I don't know, six weeks. Yeah. M maybe a coach too. They still do not have a, a manager. That would be a good start. I think that would be a good idea. A manager this part. One more thing from the game. Obviously the, the wild ending happened uh, when the, uh, the, uh, the Gotham, <laughs> uh, New York, New Jersey, Gotham goalkeeper 
uh, on a breakaway makes uh, basically has her. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and call it the Luis Suarez moment where it's like either I, you know, stay on the field, uh, maybe try to play this fairly. And it probably ends up in a goal or I look at the clock. There's one minute left. You know, I make a, I make a play to that's going to sacrifice me. It's a, it's a chess there. I think they were playing like chess on the field. And apparently there's a, there's a whole article, which I, I definitely want to read about chess. That felt like almost like maybe the chess work, the chess, uh, the ability of learning chess about sacrificing certain things to, to achieve certain ends that seemed to maybe come in play here. Uh, the goalkeeper handled the ball outside the box, kind of pulled it away, maybe trying to see if she can maybe just keep at least part of her, you know, hands inside and part of the ball uh, didn't work out. It went to VAR very quickly, was shown the red card. Uh, they, of course, Gotham did not have a sub they could use. I think if they went to extra time, they could have used their sub to bring in a goalkeeper to go in a man down. Uh, but they had to basically put a field player in goal for like the last minute or so. <laughs> yeah. Mandy, Mandy hot was, a was apologizing to her teammates saying like, I, I, I caught Matt cost us. And they're like, uh, dude, she was going to score. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, that was a good move. And Neely Martin was ab- about to have her. What's the guy's name from Orlando City? The guy who stepped in for goalkeeper and made a save. Oh, saves. yeah. I can't remember his name. Yeah. You talk about the one in the PK shootout when they got. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. Yeah. When I saw that, when I, I, I was kind of shocked, right? Like, so her name was Neely Martin. I believe she had done that before. I think mm-hmm. I heard that as well. Uh, but you just got to get that shot on frame. Right. Yeah. Like you just got to make the, you got to make her do something and then hit the wall for Rose Lavelle. I was like, man, that really, that's a, that is, that is kind of crushing. It's not as crushing as sort of, you know, losing your, losing your talisman player in the first six minutes, but still this was like, you got a, you got a great opportunity. Oh, I I could not believe that went that way. But to your point, exciting. Yeah. Just sort of a little bit of madness. uh, And uh, you know, it's going to be a different year next year. You got two new teams. You got no challenge cup, mm-hmm. most likely. Uh, and then you've got a new media deal that yes. is going to definitely reshape the way people watch the league next year. Let's uh, let's get into that. Let's uh, jump right into that. Probably the biggest news. I, I'll, I'll go ahead and call this the biggest news week. Obviously, the championship was a big deal, but that was kind of expected. Uh, there have been sort of some hints at a new media deal, something new coming down the pipeline. Uh, we're seeing a lot of different changing media. The media landscape in soccer is is changing for American for the American side, I should say specifically, uh, is is changing rapidly a lot. Um, it, I won't go into like all the details of games and splits and everything, but basically, uh, NWSL games are now going to be kind of split up. It's going to be on ESPN, CBS, Ion, which is uh, a channel, and I double checked to make sure I got this. Double check is real. It is real. It is a. Uh, I think it's it, it's the old like Pax TV station that like hmm. merged over. I think something like that. But anyway, it's available over the air, which is which is good news. I think for. Um, for for the league to have you know more games sort of available for free and Amazon Prime I believe like Amazon Prime will occupy the Friday night mm-hmm. uh, landscape and then there's going to be obviously ESPN they're going to be games on ABC so uh, this was I believe a 240 million dollar deal kind of all lock stock and barrel everyone kind of splitting the cost um, over four years so I believe it came to around 60 million dollars if I recall correctly per year um, which is a massive massive leap uh, as far as the teams in the league. Uh, you know, the amount of money that this team is getting, uh, this leagues are getting the amount of money the teams are getting uh, is is massive. Um, and that's going to be that's good news for the league. Is it good news for fans? Eh, I'm not so sure if you like if you like to follow your team or you want to watch every game of your team, it's going to you know, you need you'll need cable. Um, you'll need a subscription to Paramount Plus. They did say some games would be on Paramount Plus. You need a subscription to Amazon Prime. Uh, and I think maybe they said some games would also be on ESPN plus. So maybe you need a subscription to ESPN plus. Um, so things are going to be a little more staggered than just having the Paramount plus. I think there will be an increase in broadcast um, quality. And then, of course, also yes. you, you'll, you'll need a, a direct service, a direct to service, which a direct to consumer product that they're going to offer for basically all the other games that are not going to be on those packages. Um, I'm a little bit annoyed by that front. I wish they could have chosen one of the mainstreaming partners to kind of go with rather than kind of offering their own package. I don't know how you feel about it, but I feel like maybe that could have been there. I think that there's a valuable marketing element in having controlling those, those customers mm-hmm. and having getting those sort of relationships. Uh, you know, I, I think overall it's positive. And the reason I think that is because this increased cost is going to 
pay out in what these broadcasts actually look like. They look oftentimes like garbage. Oh yeah. And it's because they don't have enough, they don't know, have enough cameras on site. The caliber of the cameras isn't very good. The truck is not broadcasting at the fidelity. It should. And all that theoretically now is gone. And also you will have a uniform level of quality across the board, across the league. So I think that's a benefit. Uh, you know, I, I think if there's cost is certainly a concern, it would be cheaper for you to just buy a season ticket uh, for all of your home games and then just, you know, cross your fingers that you don't get the ion game uh, or too many Friday Amazon Prime games. It's it, it will be more. But I think it's it's growing pains of a league that is trying to get out of the uh, sort of the curiosity bucket of like sports and into the this is just like everything else. This is, you know, this is a major concern and it's going to. You know, like all things, uh, when quality goes up, cost goes up. So I, I think this is a net positive. I think people complained about the Apple deal when it happened, saying, I don't have Apple. I don't have Apple TV Plus. I don't want to pay for another thing. Just let me watch it for free on YouTube on DCUnited.com. Things change. Quality gets better. Uh, and just like, I mean, it's just it's the way the world is. It's a, it's an unfortunate thing for, for some folks. But I, I'm overall pleased with it. Yeah, I am very I'm very interested to see what that NWSL.tv or NWSL plus or whatever dumb name they're going to give it uh, what that's actually going to look like. Will they make shoulder? Will they make some shoulder coverage? So we actually get some like there's nothing. There's no NWSL weekly show except for like it's YouTube created stuff or it's Paramount plus stuff. But there's no like league created highlights package, Mm -hmm. coaches, interviews, that kind of stuff. They could do that. Certainly possible. They got the money to do it now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I've always been a proponent, and I think I do think the, at the very least, the subscription services you have to buy. Most soccer fans probably already have them. I'm sure they did. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they did some 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 testing, and I'm sure they've you know confirmed that you know if you want, if you get Paramount Plus, you get you know Champions League coverage, you get Europa League, all that. You get some Argentine Brazilian soccer you can put on, which um, I watched yesterday because Diego. Uh, Diego Costa is still playing. So <laughs> I wanted wild. to see that. Wild. He does not run very much anymore. So that's nah, kind of fun. Not surprising. Uh, not surprising. I'm gonna, um, and then, of course, I'll see VSPN Plus. There's still Bundesliga. There's still, um, there still will be, you know, USL coverage. So be following some of your local teams. Um, though they're moving some of their games to CBS uh, in, a, in, a, in a different media deal um, for the on the men's side. So there, there's certainly I mean, it's it's an Amazon Prime. I mean, a lot of people have Amazon Prime because it also comes with a lot of other benefits as far as ordering stuff online. They kind of own, own own that whole side of the of the spectrum. So um, that would probably be maybe the one thing that maybe isn't so soccer focused uh, that you would sort of have to go out and buy if you wanted to watch stuff. Um, I'm. I am somebody that is maybe part of the problem on, for some people and that I do subscribe to all these services because mm-hmm. I like soccer. Um, but, you know, again, if money was tighter, maybe I would have to make some make some tough choices there. Um, anyway, I think you're right about the quality. I do want to see the I think I think everybody's kind of on the side of, yes, it's annoying, but we also there's a sort of a more of a collective you know, it, it really, honestly, it, it reminds me a lot of what MLS was, you know, in the early days where it was like, Yes, this might stink, but at least the league can kind of keep going, and it, it's a man in this significant growth. And I think there's still very much among NWSL. There's very much a, you know, we want to see the league grow, um, and we want to see it get better. We want to see the product continue to get better. Um, I think this is significant as far as you know, looking at and another thing to look at too. You look at the, um, and I think there was a quote from I believe the I can't remember the player who scored the goal, but she talked about the NWSL, and she really talked about the competitiveness of the league. She's like, every game feels like a champions league game. Like it's insanely competitive. Like I've, I've played in Spain and Spain. Yeah. I mean, there's some good teams, but it's a lot of, it's a lot of teams that are not very good. So the quality, the, the, the intensity isn't really there all the time. And the intensity's yeah. there for it's like the men's. It's like the men's Spanish league. Yeah. <laughs> Roasted. Yeah. yeah. But, um, but anyway, so yeah, I think that was an interesting point. We talk about, you know, we've talked about this league. Is it going to start falling behind, you know, the, the European leagues as, you know, they start to realize, Hey, we've got, we've got massive money and the cost of running this women's team and running the best women's team in the world is literally just a like rounding error on our, on our, on our, uh, on our uh, balance sheet at the end of the day. Uh, So, you know, can they really sink the money where these NWCL teams have to run like businesses and they have to maybe not make a bunch of money right now, but certainly be, be self, self (laughs) self-sustaining. 
They've got to start. They've got to start going that way. They've got to start uh, focusing yeah. on that. Yeah, and getting sure. and getting a TV. I mean, they are, and I think some has been correctly pointed out. They are way ahead of where MLS was at this point. MLS was mm-hmm. not getting these types of TV deals. You know, kind of after they were getting very small TV deals. So I think it shows some dedication from other organizations to invest in women's sports. So overall, like great, great for the league as far as the money's concerned. And even crushing the WNBA too, if you look at that. So there's, there's even within women's sports in the United States, this is, this is the, this is the leader for sure. Um, just wanted a quick note. Uh, USLW is, is, is still kicking around. Uh, I found out this week that Gretchen Ham, who was on our show a long time ago, used to work for the spirit talking about the spirit. Uh, is like uh, heading up some component of the team as they as they put it together for next I think for next year. Um, still on still unsure what that's going to look like or where they're going to play, but uh, it's, it's more soccer is better soccer. I'm yeah. sure it will be interesting to see how they fit into the into the pyramid. Richmond's getting a getting a W League team that's coming. Really? Yeah, it's coming next year, cool. and uh, they just announced their their new. Uh, they used to announce the Kickers Plus. Now it's called Stadium City Stadium Plus, and they're going to give you discounts on on tickets for the game. Love it. So. Love it. Love that too. Is the, is the, is the, there was a W league team that was going to be announced for, or maybe it was supposed to be like a super uh, for DC super league, right? That's gone, the one that's gone quiet. That's quiet. Yeah. And I think that's been quiet for a reason in that who uh, was originally attached to that was going to be DC United. And then the ownership situation changed. And I, I, I think we can pretty much put that one to bed, but yep. that's another thing to watch too. I think it's important. Also, if you want to, Look at it from a soccer league wars perspective. Like this was a pretty massive blow for uh, USL, who's uh, trying to make a Division One Super League. So that'll be an interesting thing to watch. The new CBS deal they had did not include uh, the Super League. That was not a part of it. So something to watch. Um, sorry, do you have something else you wanted to say? I kind of hijacked a little bit. No, that's NWSL in a, in a bucket. We, we continue to wait for uh, coach news, but but you know we have the expansion draft coming. The lists have to come. You can only protect nine players. We saw the first trade today. I believe Orlando City traded fifty thousand dollars to Bay FC for the Leave Us Alone card. Yeah. Um, so it, I think Jason Anderson said this. It's like it's always dangerous to be the first one to make that trade because you don't know necessarily how much that costs that card. Mm-hmm. Uh, so right now the answer is fifty thousand, but we'll see if it changes as. Uh, and also, by the way, that only gets them exempt from one of the team two teams picking. Uh, so. Yeah. Uh, and also, and also you talk about the, you talk about the, the, uh, the expansion, the expansion draft. And a lot of people have also said that free agency has kind of put, you know, a big dent in the value that you get out of that, out of that draft. It's a lot of like prospects and selecting. So I'll be curious to see who the spirit protect. And I think they could probably lose somebody pretty significant, um, or at least somebody pretty, you can't protect a full best 11. Um, so there's going to be two players that have started that you're going to leave off. So you're going to give us an opportunity to create more content as after they make the, uh, the protection, the protect, that'll be another show. So thank you. NWSL for that. Appreciate that. Yeah. Uh, uh, we've got a bunch of former DC United news. Do you have any more women's women's soccer well, uh, news before we move? I think we wanted to say, I said we have Emma Hayes to the U S women's national team. Ah, uh, yes. And the best 11, uh, stab, uh, made the best 11, uh, also, uh, Hatch and Rodman, I believe you have second. Uh, you wrote this, so I'm going to blame you. For yeah, that. yeah, that, yeah. That was the notes. That was the notes from the Friday show for okay. uh, for our. Vi- so yeah, the uh, Sam Stab won best eleven for the first team, and then Ashley Hatch and Trinity Rodman won second team best eleven. So congrats to all three of them. Uh, and Emma Hayes is uh, rumored to be the new U.S. Women's National Team manager. Mm-hmm. I think that's happening. She's already gave her interview at Chelsea talking about why she's leaving. Uh, I said on the show a couple weeks ago that I would love if uh, the spirit could grab her, but that was wishful thinking. She is the most in-demand club manager uh, in the women's game. So kudos to the U.S. I believe they had a they had a short list that they announced before this with three or four names that the fans hated, like, universally but like this person sucks this person has no experience blah blah blah. no one can really be upset with this choice it's a, there's a question of how she's going to do at the international level i think that is a uh unimportant question based on her success at the club level and just sort of like the cult of personality she's built at chelsea she has built that club into a power also you know the money has helped they've been able to sign any player they wanted but as you know a lot of clubs are doing that now and she continues to uh, win trophies. So I'm very, very happy about that. I'll be curious to see 
you know, how uh, the players fit in. I, a couple of them, I mean, Crystal Dunn played for her mm-hmm. briefly. Uh, she did not pan out at Chelsea, who, by the way, Crystal Dunn, also a free agent. Uh, hashtag come back to D.C. Uh, but I'm that. trying to think if there were any other U.S. players that played for Chelsea, and I don't think there were. So I'm, I'll, I'll be I'll be curious to see if she sort of brings over the same sort of formation and attacking style. The great person to talk about that would be Andre from uh, Spirit. Uh, what's the name? Hey, Spirits. Sorry. Hey, Spirits. Sorry. Uh, they, he, he's a big, big Chelsea fan, a women's fan. So he'll, I think he'd be the great, he's the guy you want to listen to on this, but I'm excited about it. I think it's great. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I think the, the question is going to be, I think she's still, she still has her duties at Chelsea. So there's a lot of concern leading up to the, uh, you know, how, how the whole, uh, leading lead up to the, uh, to the, uh, Olympics is going to be, you know, will she have time to implement her style? Will she really change anything or try to really reinvent the wheel? I think it would be smart to, um, I, you know, I, I, I hope she does well. I mean, I think the little, the concern of when I think this is sort of a site on the Olympics are kind of going to be our reset point. Maybe we're not really thinking about that. We're going to go out and win the Olympics, but we're kind of setting ourselves up to get back on track for the, uh, for the world cup, which by the way, still women's world cup, which by the way, still has not been announced. Um, and it's rumored, I think that the U S and Mexico are looking at a joint host. So maybe they're favorites to, to host it. Uh, come next year, and maybe that's an opportunity. Then you should try. What's that? If that happens, they should try. Otherwise, I don't care too much. Yeah, but um, <laughs> what? In that case, I'm should... saying if they win the if they if they win the bid, if it's if the Olympics are in the United States. Well, I'm saying the World Cup, Women's World Cup. Oh, World Cup. I thought you were talking. About, oh yeah, win, try to win. The, I thought you were talking about the Olympics. No, no, no I'm talking about. World I don't Cup. care as much about the Olympics. That's why I was saying otherwise. Unless you're somehow hosting it, Let's play the young play Ashley Sanchez every minute. Yeah. So I think maybe that's the mindset U.S. soccer has with that with that coaching hire. All right, let's shift over to shift gears. We're going to switch to the men's side of the game. Obviously, we have the MLS Cup playoffs that are rolling right along. We'll give some some maybe some brief thoughts, uh, some brief thoughts about that. Um, let's uh, first talk with some D.C. alumni news. Kevin Paredes. Um, first of all, congratulations to him. He is on the U.S. men's national team roster listed as a two camps in a row. Two camps in a row. He's also been getting starting to get starting minutes, uh, and he's been using making the most of those. He got a goal, uh, I believe, a couple weeks ago for for Wolfsburg, and has continued to uh, to put start to put starts together. So very good for him, um, I think, and and good good to see him. Sort of, you know, I think there was maybe some concern. You know, was Wolfsburg the right move? Is he really going to develop there? I think we're starting to see more trust put in him. I think the big the biggest question for him is going to be what is his position because right now he's just kind of like. On that right side, he's uh, he can play winger, he can play wing back. Again, I I love Kevin, but I think his abilities as a wing back and kind of being that sort of second option, his skill set kind of is a little bit closer there. I'm not sure he has the technical ability to sort of really and the create necessarily the creativity. I guess I could say that some of like a winger could show. Um, so I've been more. I think in the game he scored, he played as kind of that kind of that wing back position and he crashed the box and he was that second runner in the box. And that's why the goal happened. Um, so that's where I think you see him sort of shine is when he's in those types of roles, but um, we'll see. I, I, he might get some opportunities here. Obviously the U S are going in Na- nations league hurt. Um, obviously Tyler Adams has been out. Uh, Wea is hurt. Pulisic is probably hurt. So there was, I was listening to a, a podcast that was saying that it's very possible you see Prede start or get major minutes because of the injury depth mm-hmm. and seeing him not as a wing back, but further up as a winger because of that. So yeah. He's listed watch, as a forward on the roster. He's listed as a forward on the roster. So um, mm-hmm. it'll, we'll be curious to see with that. It's also, you know, two games against Trinidad and Tobago, uh, two very important games against Trinidad and Tobago. If you don't know, people say, Oh, this is the nation leagues. Who cares? Uh, this is serves as qualification for Copa America next year. And, U.S. is not that actually have, is cool. Yeah. The U.S. is not going to have a lot of opportunities. They do not. Even though they are the host, they are not automatically qualified. They have to qualify for this. Now, if they worse comes to worse and we have a, a repeat of 2018 World Cup uh, and they do not qualify, they still get another chance. They just have to go play in sort of these play in games. Um, so uh, but you really, really I don't think you want to go do that. You want to go ahead, take care of business qualify i think they will do that um in this time i I think they even without uh christian pulisic even without timothy wea there's still a lot of talent here gia reina will still be there obviously uh really an opportunity for him too i think he he gets kind of the reins as as the guy who's going to be the creator obviously flo balligan will also be there um as well so i think they'll be fine 
Um, hopefully. Uh, we said that in 2018. So, uh, Hernan Lasada, remember him? He's also been let go from Montreal. Didn't last a year. Um, we are rumors going around. Uh, clearly a chaotic situation uh, with the uh, the player who went to the amateur side under a different name and then got banned from said amateur side. And then someone put two and two together and said, oh, wait, hold on a second. This is a contracted player for for Montreal for Montreal. Um, I think there was a lot of uh, maybe some surprise from from some of the pundits, people thinking that Hernan did a good enough job sort of with what he was given and maybe had an opportunity to build something different. Um, I think Montreal just kind of skipping, uh, you know, DC sort of let that go into next year. Montreal kind of skipping. It really, it really honestly doesn't seem like he really learned very much. I think he, I think he could be a fine coach in Europe where you can get away with a little bit more of that. And you don't in MLS, you really need to be you kind of need to be a little bit more of a player's manager because it's not like you can just bench a player and then get rid of him, you know, either have him quit his contract or get rid of him and bring somebody else in. There's usually cap restrictions and all those types of the things that don't exist in Europe. No Um, one is putting a DP and saying, go train with the academy kids. Yeah. Not happening. Yeah, you, you have to be a coach. You have to be somewhat flexible sometimes, and you need you need you know patience. And um, I think it's pretty clear that he thought, "Well, I did nothing wrong. I'm just going to be the same person." And you know, it's DC that's the problem. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens in his career. I don't think this is his career is over. I think his career is over as far as MLS is concerned. Um, but I think I, could, I think DC may have also been the problem. I think that he. Oh I yeah, hundred percent. Wrong word. <laughs> and we'll get to that in a second. No, no, I think I think DC is uh, is certainly certainly was the problem. Um, Let's jump right to that. In fact, yeah. so uh, we have been getting a lot of questions. Hey, have you heard anything about the new general manager? Is the general manager going to be announced soon? Who, how about the coach? And no one knows anything. And in fact, people who are much well more sourced than we are uh, also don't know what the hell's going on and thinking it's starting to be a problem. Tom Bogart was doing an AMA on Reddit. And I don't have the quote in front of me, but basically said, uh, yeah, you'd think they would have done this considering they've been without a GM for over a year uh, plus at this point. And it's starting to the delay is starting to impact the quality of the position for candidates. Candidates have said they less like the job with how long it's taking. So not great, Bob. Uh, Not great at all. We sort of we have been teasing on the show that we had heard. Or Ted had heard some some rumblings that things were sort of set in their ways, and maybe they are, and maybe things are moving apace, but maybe they're not, uh, and maybe we continue to be unable to make a decision. If there are some people that are thinking that this is continuing to be like a Dave Casper related situation, I don't really think it's that. I think it's something else. I think it's just about ownership and about maybe decision paralysis. They've not they've not made good choices. In the last few years, in fact, every choice they've made from a managerial or GM spot has ended in tears for quite some time. So I think they maybe don't trust their own ability to hire anyone. They had in the past had brought on a consulting firm to make those hires. Not sure if that's still uh, in play, but this is uh, getting to be a little ridiculous. We're we're, we're mid-November and we don't know anything yet. (laughs) And the season starts pretty dang soon. Yeah, because the playoffs are going so long. Yeah, and I need to look up. Um, I need to look up, but I'm pretty sure. See, the, the biggest concern I have is the uh, they have decisions they have to make on contracts. They have the uh, options need to be exercised by a certain point. We haven't seen anything about them off um, about their you know exercising contract options. Now, you know, if if there is, you know, the GM is kind of behind the curtain and says, "I like you know, I like Andy. I think we should bring him on." You know what his cap situation looks fine to me. I'm not really concerned about that. And you know, then they're like, okay, we're going to make that decision. Then fine, but it's going to look really weird if this team does not have a GM in place and they are they have are making contract decisions on who they're bringing, who's kit, who's staying. Like it is, it is getting to the point where I I really hope there is like I really hope the people that Tom's talking to just haven't heard one way or another whether whether they've uh, whether whether they've got the job yet and are like, well, I'm not really, I'm losing interest now. And the person who does have the job has been told, yes, you have the job. 
you know, and, and they're just kind of like, again, just waiting for whatever team he currently works for to get out of the playoffs. So considering considering Wayne couldn't get a call back from the front office, I would imagine that DC United is not the kind of potential employer that lets you know when you're not uh, the, getting the job. You're not getting that email saying you've been removed consideration. You're probably just like floating in the wind. That's just yeah, that, that could that be it. And, and that's really ugh. That's, you know that's right. Yeah, you know I'm you, right. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, you're probably right. Honestly, man, it's just and I think we had there was a whole situation, I think like in the Leeds, was it the Leeds documentary where they were trying to buy a player from Swansea and like they thought they had a deal, but it's like they had to call like five or six different people to make sure everybody okayed mm-hmm. the deal. And it, it it I I really think that's how in some cases how DC United is run. I feel like it's like like everybody has to sign off on it and it's kind of whenever they get around to it and I don't know. It, it really reeks of a team that's just not serious. I really wanted this this situation to be the point where things maybe started to turn. And maybe it will. And maybe they'll they'll whoever they hire will come in. They'll be the point person. They'll have full control. They'll be able to make the decision. One person who who makes the call, makes the ideas, you know, and, and who the buck stops with and who will help be held accountable when things don't work out. Yeah, the accountability is there, everything. But I mean, right now, with how long this is taking and it, it really does feel like um, really does feel like it. So I don't know. Maybe we'll get a leak soon. Who knows? I've got I've got the dates here that are important here. So Wednesday, Wednesday, November 22nd is the club deadline to submit bona fide offers. So that's uh, nine days, nine days from today. Uh, December 1st is the club deadline to exercise options. December 6th is the MLS College Showcase and December 11th trade window opens end of year waivers December 12th and free agency opens December 13th. Uh, and then the draft is the 19th. So uh, get to work. Hopefully, like you said, best case scenario is that we already have had a shadow GM and it's just a matter of uh, his team is somehow still in the running or something else is going on. But uh, if not, uh, you got you got you don't got a lot of time. I, and I, I wanted to sort of talk. I started this big thing on Discord because I was walking my dog and I was bored and I thought about something. And this sort of goes in line with this discussion about what is what is this club? Uh, who who are these owners? What is the culture like at this club? And I was just sitting there saying, I remember back in the day, at the end of the year, they would have a banquet. And the, so there'd be some fans there. You could buy tickets. But mostly it was, for the, it was for the players and for the staff. They would give them end-of-year awards. They would do this whether they finished last with a wooden spoon. They would do this when they made the playoffs. They would just do it. It was part of what I remember when I was first a fan. I, no, I couldn't. I think the tickets were like 150 bucks, and I never mm-hmm. wanted to spend the money. But that was the thing that happened. And then I was thinking, like, why don't why don't they do that anymore? Um, or when did they stop? And you know, that is such a those type of things are, I think, important. They're super important to culture. I think that particularly on a team like this one that has had. Turnover after turnover after turnover from the front office, from the managers, from the players. There is just no continuity of what this team is supposed to be. There's no continuity of culture. It changes every six months. And the type of things that you can count on as reliable that will happen, that, you know, the moon will come up, the moon, the sun will rise, you have to pay taxes. And at the end of the year, you find out who the best young player of the team was. And they get it and they get a little trophy. And that's that. There was a lot of pushback from people like, you know, why was it there to celebrate and they were bad and they were miserable and they just wanted to, they just wanted to end uh, the season and just go their separate ways. And I'm sure they were miserable, mm-hmm. but I think that there's those type of things are important. Even if you don't want to go, like they do this everywhere, every club, everywhere does this. And I did a little digging and uh, DC United has no plans to do one of these uh, at present. And it's already November 13th. They had their last day of training Last week, uh, Fred Priant posted that it was his last day of doing training with them. So that's done. So they probably have been released mm-hmm. to the winds. Uh, uh, well, and Loudoun United did not do one. And I'm not going to say who I talked to. I'm not going to say whatever. But uh, they were told they couldn't have one. Um, which is kind of crazy. Uh, yeah. Just from where that's coming from. Uh, so the, I, I think... I, I think I discussed too, like, you know, I've, I don't, I don't want to get too much into hearsay, but I've just heard a lot of stuff from, from folks, from former employees, from other people around the club that had just had really bad things to say about their time there and had bad things to say about, uh, you know, 
upper management. Just just really, really negative things to say. And we have been, I think, aggressively even-handed. I've tried to be. I tried to give benefit of the doubt where it's there, you know, whether it's not there or not. And like, you know, at a certain point you become you become in a situation where you're like, all right, well, I have to reevaluate my stance on this. <laughs> I have to I have to decide I have to decide why I'm being this way. Like why I continually try to find the 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 reasoning or the bright side in it. But the you know, the club needs a, re- a reboot on culture. Hopefully the GM and coach can sort of reset that and start from zero and say, okay, here's who DC United is. Everyone who used to know is gone. We can completely rewrite what it means to be at this club. And here's what it means. And this is what it means on the field and off the field and X, Y, and Z. And that's what we're going to do. And we're going to do it next year too. And the year after that and the year after that, or uh, they don't. And it continues to be sort of this weird transient organization where, you know, people come, people go, they leave no imprint on the club. They leave no imprint on the community. Uh, and it's just weirdos that remember some guys and be like, Hey, remember, uh, remember when we had, uh, I don't know, whoever, Gabriel Rivas, whoever <laughs> guy, Roll- Den- Dennis Iapacino, <laughs> right. Guy, guy, like the, the, you need, you need to find some people that have, uh, an affinity besides Steve Birnbaum that have an affinity for the, the neighborhoods and the community that they're in and, you know, have that, you know, it, it's just important. Yeah. I'm, I'm broken record. It's just something that like, you know, we care about because we're, we're in that, like, that's what we care about. Well, that's what we do this show. We care about like the thing off the field, the around the, the, you know, the 360 version of what it is to be DC United. Yeah. But we're mean, not that right now. And I mean, this is something that, you know, speaking from what the, the kickers do, uh, the kickers every year, you know, we have a, a fan vote for player, player of the season. We we don't, we don't do, we don't do a whole list of young player defender. I mean, honestly, some of these guys, you know, it's it's kickers. It's hard to find, I guess, a young player that, that really makes a difference. But regardless, I mean, this year was a terrible year, awful year. We still had a vote and, you know, we we picked a player of who we thought, you know, was the the best player of the year. And they get a there's a trophy that's made and it's presented at the last game. They, you know, tally up the votes before the last game home game, and then they present it to them um, at the That's game. the minimum you could do. It's easy, yeah. easy, easy. Yeah, I mean, and it's supporter initiated, but they still, you know, make the players kind of participate. And, like, that's, you're right, that's easy. Like, there's not even, like, there wasn't even, like, usually there's, like, a social media post about who was our defender of the year, who was our young player of the year, who was our player of the year, our attacker of the year. Like, you know, it's none of that. And nope. it's, 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 it really, nope. like... Even like a fan vote on Twitter would be fine. Like at least people would get to, you know, and, and even if, you know, the fans like, oh, no one deserves it. They were terrible. Like, yeah, who, who cares? cares? Yeah. Like that, that yeah. there there was that pushback saying like, oh, they'll just get made fun of on social media. They get made fun of no matter what anyway. So yeah. give somebody opportunity. To, I, it's just, it's just weird. I think it's just strange. Yeah. Like since the end of the season, it's like someone pulled the plug and they're just like, I don't know. You yeah. figure it out. Go watch the playoffs, I guess. Yeah, no, it's, it's, yeah. And we talk about, you know, I think we've been even handed in trying to, you know, I feel it's it is important in some respects to, you know, talk about things that they they do well. And there are some things they've done this year. You know, the renovations to, to Audi Field, it finally feels like an actual like stadium. It finally feels like a home. But it's like you keep missing on these certain things. And the, even the GM search now has kind of become a farce. Um, yep. It, it, like it's like you know, I we we were kind of all excited. We're like, all right, you know, we're done. You know, now we're gonna it's new direction. You know, I'm gonna buy the fact that that you know that Dave Casper's gone. They've realized they needed a new direction. Here we go. Let, let's get that direction. And then it's like November 13th. The the team has last played their game like almost a month ago. We've got you know uh, New York Red Bulls have already announced that they have a, a new player coming in, a new designated player from their Leipzig you know family. So it's not like they had to go very far, and they probably it was probably pretty cheap uh, as far as transfer fee or if any transfer fee was paid. But they still like you know they've they've they're a team that has talked about how they are going to be different. They're going to go out and spend, and they go out and do it, and they actually bring in a guy who's apparently really well revealed revealed around the. Uh, uh, really uh, rev- uh, rev- uh, really well known around that Leipzig team. He's not like a, he's not a Thierry Henry, but he's still it's a Timo Werner. Is yeah. That who it is? No, no, no. It's a, it's a Swedish <laughs> guy, but anyway, okay. Um, I'll have to go back and look at who it was, but they still went out and made that, made that move. And it's just kind of like, 
I feel like I'm like, all right, you know, we, we like I, I'm I mean, it's not we have an open DB spot. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at it, too, and I'm like, you know, it's not it's not too late right now. I mean, I'm not necessarily hitting the panic button on the 2024 season. But I mean, if we get to the 22nd and we don't have a GM and we're going to start seeing these contract announcements come through. Um, I mean, it might be some rough, some, 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 that might be when I start getting a little worried about, okay, you know, what's the direction here? You know, the emperor has no clothes at that point because then quite clearly Dave Casper is the one making the roster decisions for 24. Yeah. Cause there's literally no one else. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's bad. Also, uh, we should also mention former, um, Diego Restrepo, former DC United goalkeeper yeah. coach now at Bay FC. So good for him. Probably <laughs> got a raise. That's something we missed. Oh my goodness. It's yeah. Uh, it's I, I I legitimately I I wanted to be positive heading into this off season and it's it feels like it's just it's withering away and, and the whole the whole point I mean the point of the uh, by the way I, I said it was the last day uh, Russell Canals wasted no time getting on a flight because one of uh, one of my friends who's a DC United fan caught a picture of him in the airport uh, coming back to DC so good for him <laughs> good for him. so Russ, uh, wait uh, speaking of we got two more like a DC United adjacent thing. Things a another ex DC United Wayne Rooney winless in his last five mm. uh, took over a, a Birmingham team that was fifth when he got there I believe is fifteenth now uh, tight nightmare. in the championship nightmare bad stuff Pl- fans already losing their patience just uh, real bad stuff Unf- uh, I don't have a lot of comment beyond that but boy that's that's unfortunate uh, Christian Fletcher more in more exciting news current DC United player Christian Fletcher is uh, certainly above the level of the under-21s at Swansea. Uh, scored 10 goals in, I don't know how many matches, probably 15 matches uh, on his loan. His loan is probably going to go till January, yeah. I guess. So, uh, you know, he's, he's going to be he's gonna be a, a, a mid-double-digit score for, for the Swansea under-21s. <laughs> there are some folks talking about what is it. Brandon Zebron asked, what does this good run with Swansea mean for his future? Do you think he sees more minutes next year, hoping for more? From Hopkins, Ted Cudibiatro, and Fletcher. By the way, Ted Cudibiatro is a in a class above those, oh, <laughs> above yeah. the, the other two below. But what do you think? I I have seen some people. I have seen some people who have said that. Oh, you know, he. I think uh, I won't. I won't. I won't say who. I won't embarrass him. He, he's well known around decent circles. Said, oh, he's above MLS at this point. I said, I said, cool, cool your jets. Um, I don't know if you've been keeping up. I've been kind of like following some of the score lines that are happening in these U21 games. Um, the the offensive, I think this game finished four to three. Uh, I believe, uh, like, despite the fact that, you know, he's scoring and lighting it up, scoring 10 goals. I think the defenses are not really set. I think there's a lot of rotation amongst players. Uh, I, I think I think what this serves, I think, is this is getting him, getting him kind of in the shop window. I'm sure there are scouts out there around Europe who go to these games, who watch some of these younger players, you know, looking for, you know, hidden talent, talent that they can find. He's also playing against players, you know, U21, you think 18, 19, 20 year olds. A lot of them, you know, are starting to break into the starting lineup at at most of their teams. Um, So you're playing against players, you know, who are either not good enough for that starting lineup or are not even good enough to make the roster, but just need minutes. Um, what I think this is a benefit for him most clearly is I think this is giving, this is giving him match minutes while everybody else is going to be on vacation. He's going to be playing. I, I don't know how long it's through. Maybe it's through the first day of training camp. It's going to give him an opportunity to come back in front of a new coach, uh, presumably not Fred Brilliant um, and someone else. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe at this point, Um Coming from a new coach, and he is going to be able to kind of hit the ground running where a lot of other players are just kind of like getting their sneakers tied and, and getting their fitness set. Um, so. And he's going to have so much confidence. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just so much. And that, you know, that's important for a young player who got almost no minutes under two different managers. Yeah. Um, and, and he lit it up for Loudon, too. It was pretty clear Loudon was, you know, beyond him. I think this was a good move to to get him somewhere else and just kind of, you know, allow him to focus. Um you know, and also we have Akinbone also doing the uh, it's a, it's a DC See, striker, Spain, GM right? slash coach Fred Bront. Maybe who knows? Yeah, he's in Spain over at Villarreal. I do think I do think it should it means that he should get more minutes. I mm-hmm. do believe I do believe he was underutilized. I think other than rather than putting in Eric Hurtado minutes or uh, uh, Jose Fajardo minutes, 
Um, I think there's opportunities to give him. I think he had like what, like 100. He had 120 minutes in 2024, 23. Something like that. Yeah, it wasn't wasn't for a, a team that missed the playoffs. Like I think that's probably mismanagement. I yeah. think you could certainly figure out ways to give him more minutes, even at the end of games. So yeah, I think I think the question was, what does this mean for his future? I think it means that he is in the best position to to make an impact next year that he's been so far in his career, and he, he may not get the Ted Cudibiatro thrown into the fire and happen to turn into a great season. Uh, but I think that he, he will be getting more minutes. And if he doesn't, I imagine that his agent's going to say, I think we should talk to this team about maybe looking elsewhere and seeing if there's an opportunity for a year long loan somewhere else. So mm-hmm. I can actually get minutes because getting uh, sitting on the bench and playing nowhere, not even at Loudon for a full year is certainly not good for your development. I don't care if Wayne Rooney's your coach. Uh, you didn't, you're not, you're not gaining. You're you're stagnant at best. Yeah, um, I, I think it's going to be an interesting thing to watch where they look at as far as the as far as that XDP slot. If they look in the on the wings, that that may might bode bad for him. If they look more towards the center of midfield and number ten position, I think he could he could slot into one of those uh, to one of those wing roles um, out there. So if uh, if they sign a ten, where does Pirani fit in? You think? I think you either sign you either sign Pirani or you sign a ten. Um, and I think Pirani might be on the bench. I don't know. It, there's been, I mean, right now there's no GM. I, who knows if that, if that Pirani deal is even going to come forward. He played really well in the Pan American games. I mean, maybe there might be someone else out there who's like going to swoop in. Um, one to get to our discord. Cause I want to advertise our discord. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and say uh, for Casper out, uh, if it's the Orlando guy, will you be hopeful? What if it's the Columbus guy? And will that hope be reasonable? I'm fine with either one of those. I don't know if I'll be either excited. I may be more excited. I think the the Maria guy has been talked up a little bit as being like a candidate they've wanted from the beginning. So it's maybe like if you get him, you know they got their first choice because that's the guy they've wanted longer. Um, I've heard good, thing, you, good things about your all second GMs. Portuguese. You'd have your second Portuguese name uh, behind uh, Pedro Santos. So that's a that's a benefit for a lot of people. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, right now, I, I just want, I want a GM... I want a GM that's not uh, Stuart Mears or Dave Casper at this point. Like I want somebody else. I want to know somebody else is running the ship. I think this show will feel at least a little bit better once that once that situation is made. And the longer it goes on, I think the, the more concerned we'll be. I'm shocked that there's not anybody out there. What makes me doubt the whole is I was like, I heard that heard that news and I'm like, I bet we're going to hear something like that's what I was thinking. Tom Bogart would have said like, well, I've heard. You know, I've heard that, you know, they've made their decision, but they need to wait. It's one of the it's one of the finalists, but they need to wait until the playoffs are done. I, who knows at this that's point? That's not what we got. <laughs> yeah, that's not what we got. We got a, I have no clue what's going on there. So that well, could, I, I would I think it'll be by the, the deadline. You think it will be? I, th- I think in the next 10 days we're going to hear. I do. Yeah, I, I, I have to think that. We'll see who's right. We'll join us on the next couple weeks show. You'll be able yeah. to hear that. Do we have any other uh, listener questions before we? I don't. I don't think we do. Uh, Brandon Cartwright is excited about Martin Rodriguez, and he has weirdly high hopes for him in twenty four. How dumb is this? Uh, I was not impressed with him when he was healthy, mm-hmm. and he was certainly a new a player, sort of, uh, you know, finding his feet. But I don't think he's necessarily the answer coming off of an ACL injury, particularly uh, certainly not the answer for major minutes. And I think he's making too much um, as it stands to not be able to contribute in a major way. So I'll be interested to see how his rehab's going. And I think if he is your starting left winger, uh, it might say something to you about the other moves they've made and where they decided to spend their money. And I think still, you know, the, the the understanding was that the cap situation is hamstrung from win now deals that have been made. Even with all these money coming off the books, I think there's still sort of like a, or potentially coming off the books. Mm-hmm. I think there's still sort of some challenges there. So um, he's under contract for another year. They might just, I mean, they're probably just going to ride it out. They'll just see what yeah. they get from him. And then, and then that'll be that. But if he, you know, Mohana Jazzy is going to theoretically be healthy on the left-hand side. And uh, maybe those two, maybe, maybe that's going to be the difference. They get a whole new left side and maybe that's going to change things for us. Who knows? Who has a better 2024, Giazzi or Martin, Martin Rodriguez? Giazzi. Yeah, I think I think Giazzi. Uh, I was curious, maybe. Higher know. ceiling, higher ceiling, I think. And isn't coming off of his injury was what, a foot? 
Yeah, it was foot or something, something on the foot. I can't remember what exactly but, what it was. Yeah, it, was it wasn't seat. an ACL though. It was a, it was not a, it was not a ligament tear. I don't believe. Yeah, a bro- broken ankle. I think is what it was. Okay. Anyway, so it's di- it's different. I mean, Ben Olsen didn't do so great with those, but <laughs> other players have other players have done okay. I I did okay with my broken ankle. There you go. I fractured it. So yeah. Um, sometimes those clean breaks can be a little bit better. Uh, MLS playoff wrap up. We won't, I don't think we'll touch too much, I guess. Uh, final thoughts. I, I've seen a lot of co- talk about the, the three game series. Final thoughts. After I love result. it. Yeah. I, I, everybody, I, I am sh- like the people that want to go back to like the two legged series. I'm like, do you remember how dire, how absolutely dire some, th- there were some exciting ones. I believe there was like a, a really classic Toronto Montreal game. Those were few and far between. Those mm-hmm. were dire affairs. And like everybody complained when they had them. It was like, well, it doesn't give any advantage. Why why care about where you finish in the playoffs? Because you're just going to get a two-game series. Like, it, it, exactly. Like, it's, And look at that Atlanta-Columbus outcome for exactly why home, home field matters, right? Yeah. Yeah, you need that home field advantage. You need some sort of advantage. Single eliminate. If they wanted to just keep it single elimination, fine. I think it ends a little too quickly. I think it's kind of over. Mm-hmm. I think the big detriment to the three-game series was the way they did the schedule. It should have mm-hmm. been Saturday, Sunday, and then it should have been Saturday, Sunday the next week for the for the round two. So you get the best, the best fans, the best you know environments for each of those games. And then if you need a game three, you play it on Wednesday or Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, depending on you know what happens. You could even do probably just do it Wednesday and, and call it a day. And then you know then maybe then you can sneak in a conference semifinal on that next Saturday with the advantage of the teams that took care of business, get that extra rest. And then they can, you can pretty much ride out to the, and then you can have your champ, your conference semis and your championship. You get that nice little run up to the, to the final. Everybody's happy. Cause I mean, the big, the big stake with MLS cup was when they had it, like they had all the playoffs decided except MLS cup right at the break. And it was like two weeks and everybody, no one cared at that point. Everybody's like, I don't yep. care anymore. So, I don't know. I thought it was. I thought it was fine. I thought it brought some excitement. Um, you know, there were a lot of great moments. I thought going straight to PKs was good. Love I, it. Yeah, it, it, love it. it. So I, I think it's something they should consider. I think maybe they should reorder it a little bit. Maybe look at it later in the playoffs. I think could have maybe added some more excitement to it. So, um, and then you have down here. You have down here. I just wanted to like to, to show John's dedication to the show. You have Rafael Augusto, who I guarantee you <laughs> very few people remember. The only thing I remember him is like he first signed for the team and I scored a banger in FIFA with him. And I was like, oh, man, this guy's going to be great. Me and my Rafa- like 18 year old brain thought FIFA was like the the true. The now true... you think F- now you think football managers. Yes. Thing. Yes. But, I'm, <laughs> but I have a little more basis there. They actually pay sure. scouts to go out sure. and do that stuff. Rafael Augusto, the thing you should know about him is that Ben Olsen said he was the most talented player he ever coached. Most technically talented player he's ever coached. He also never played him. So clearly there was something else that was going on. He, he, anyway, almost, he almost he almost won the won a red card. If VAR had existed, I guarantee you he would have gotten he would have gotten a Houston player sent off and we would have maybe had an MLS Cup in twenty in 2012. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it could have happened. So he's now playing in the third division in Brazil. And I don't know why that I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I caught that bit of news, but I think they happened to tag DCU in the tweet. I was like, hey, how about that? How you doing, buddy? Still still playing. Good for you. Uh, I think he was a guy. He was a player, too, that I saw. And I'm like, hey, I think there's some potential here. I just think the team just couldn't. Yeah, it, it just. Yeah. Most of things never works out. That was in the Indonesian Messi era as well. He, yeah, <laughs> that, that was that was that that was just that era. <laughs> I think also like Ben Olsen had a habit of like doing that type of stuff. Like he would like he talked up Marcus Halstey and then like one at one point it was just like, nope, sorry, Marcus Halstey's not not a not a good player. I think there was some locker room stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. Some some weird stuff. I think also some players coming in and being like, oh, my God, this is like this like weight room is from like the 1950s like at best like, we should paint it <laughs> well that'll fix it actually no they had the supporters painted that way yeah. that weight room see again you talk about community type things you know mm-hmm. and i you know mm-hmm. i think also i think with that gala that they ran wouldn't that also kind of run by the supporters like it was kind of like a supporter driven I, I think it was a fundraiser yeah so and I, I think i know i remember like the bar bravo used to have a an event a fan event uh, all the time. So I think that's also been a, you know, and again, it's, it's part of the, I think the team culture kind of waning away as far as like, there's not a really organized supporter culture here in DC anymore. It's, it's all gone. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's some people trying to run it, trying to keep it together. A lot of those people are doing, I think, the best they can. But um, yeah, that's been one thing that's kind of fallen by the wayside. This is an old man podcast now. Yeah. We're old. We're old heads. <laughs> what it is we, we remember the rfk days all right mm-hmm. i think it's gonna do it we had an hour long show maybe too long for this i don't even know how how did that even happen Ted? <laughs> well we started combining things so that's what how that's it happens. true that's how it happens all right folks enjoy. hope you guys like that hope you guys like that by the way yeah enjoy the uh enjoy the international break we're gonna keep doing i think the two week time frame if there is a gm announcement uh keep your eyes on the patreon feed or maybe join the patreon feed to get ahead because that's probably where that show is going to go at least for our initial reactions to that thank you guys so so much for listening uh we will catch you guys next week vamos vamos thank you for listening to rfk refugees podcast make sure you rate and review the show wherever you download podcasts if you want to support the show consider joining our patreon or subscribing to our channel on twitch lastly make sure you're following us on twitter instagram facebook threads youtube twitch goals.tv friendster myspace and tumblr some of those are even real vamos